In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents the Betches Brides podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed. Because after all, it's only one day of your life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Betches Brides. I'm your host, Nicole Pellegrino. And I'm Jordana Abraham, and we are here with such an exciting guest. I'm really excited to learn um, all things beauty from her. Nicole, do you want to introduce her? Yes, we are here with Leah Wire. She's a GM at Birdie and Brides, two very popular publications. She was a judge on the TV show American Beauty Star, and she's the former beauty director at Hearst Magazine. So needless to say, she's a beauty expert. Leah, thank you for joining us. We are so happy to have you. How are you doing? I'm great. It is so much fun to be here. I'm like already so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, this is a perfect conversation to be having because I know our audience is like desperate for pre-wedding bridal beauty tips. Um, Before we jump right in, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Um, Are you also a married woman? You know, tell us all about it. Sure. Yes, I am a married woman actually of 11 years almost, which is so crazy because it's I mean, it honestly feels like yesterday that we got married. It's like, you know, obviously like one of the most amazing, memorable days of your life. So, um, and I guess it's a good thing that 11 years have gone by so fast. Uh, And we have two kids now, which is wild. Um, So it's, you know, what happens in 11 years is a whole lot of life. It's amazing. Um, What's the secret? Yeah. Before you get into the beauty yeah. stuff, what's the secret you know, to 11 years? Well, I think the secret to our 11 years, which is probably super different than, you know, other people's is that um, he, my husband, Nick has been so supportive of my own life and stuff and job and interests. And I have done the same thing for him. And we kind of like live our lives in obviously together, but we have very strong, like separate lives too. And we support that in each other. Like, so in a, not that it, like, I'm sure we feel resentful of each other at times, like, you know, because <laughs> it's like hard to have like two really busy lives together with two kids. But, um, I think that really has been the, the secret to our happiness, um, and keeping things exciting and, and not boring. I love that. That's great advice. I love that. Aside from all things you're like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That way you're like independent still and you still have some of your own independence, even though you're in this relationship. Yes, because we have all oh. watched friends not take that road and sometimes it's fine. Um, but if that is what drives you and motivates you to wake up every day and makes you happy and makes you positive about life, when you if you take that away, like it's really, I think it's just really hard on your marriage. So that has been really key for us. Um, and then my background, I, so I started out as like a lowly assistant beauty editor, um, in 
2000. So right out of college, I worked for um, health magazine. And so I did like beauty and style there and then left and went to self as a beauty editor, went to fitness, was beauty director there. And then I went to Cosmo where I was like for half of my career, I was at Cosmo for 10 years. Um, and at my, the end of my career at Hearst, I, I was sort of overseeing all of beauty for all of the brands. Um, and then really felt like I had to learn this like digital thing because I was not doing it very much at Hearst. So um, that's whenever I left Hearst to go start the beauty and style group at Dot Dash. And they had acquired Birdie and then Brides from Condé Nast. And so now we have this little group cooking, which is really fun. Um, and it's been really cool to learn the digital side of it, which was I was sort of desperate for um, after doing 20 years of print. So <laughs> it was time. Wow. Well, that's awesome. So it sounds like your experience is perfect for this podcast because it's not just beauty, but it's also bridal beauty. Yes. So going off of that, um, I just want to jump right into what are some of the biggest bridal hair and makeup trends that we're seeing for this e weird year that we're in that is 2021? Yeah. So I, I was doing a little homework um, before coming to this today, and I was shocked actually there's a story that we did um on birdie late last year which was about um the number one most sort of searched hair wedding hairstyle on pinterest and it uh the story talks about how the messy bun was like the searches for messy bun on pinterest was up like 1500 percent like year over year and i'm like okay that is the perfect way to like start talking about this stuff because clearly the pandemic has kind of like created this, um, you know, sort of switch to something that is effortless, but pretty something that you could probably do on your own if you wanted to, because we all kind of do a version of it on a regular basis. A lot of us do. So um, I, I do think like, while your own personality and your own wedding style is going to ultimately determine your hair and makeup choices for the day, regardless of, you know, whether it's a pandemic or not. Um, and regardless is if, regardless of whether or not you're having like a mini money or, you know, a 150 person wedding, um, there are things that we are striving to just try to do a little more low key. I think, um, you know, whether it's a messy bun or just like loose waves and that like lived in boho texture, like that's something that is uh, what we're, we, we write about a lot on both sites is, um, weddings and just kind of everyday life, people doing that like effortless texture. Um, one of the other things that I think is really big, uh, for brides specifically are accessories and the idea that hair accessories and the idea that a lot of women are sort of giving up the veil for like some beautiful hair accessory instead. Um, and I was on Instagram over the weekend and I saw this uh, incredible um, headband from um, Jennifer Bear, who we all love to talk about Jennifer Bear's headpieces, just like so beautiful. But there's a new headband that she has out that already has a waiting list called the Astoria. And um, actually, it just it's it sort of reminded me this. It reminded me, Nicole, of your like Bridgerton TikToks because it's like very Bridgerton. Ah! <laughs> it's very much. Like, oh, um, 
I'm ordering it in five right after this in five minutes. Well, oh I gosh. will tell you, it's like you you may have to definitely give up your veil for it because it's seven hundred and twenty five dollars. But oh, in a wow. way, like you know, in a way for people who are not doing a veil and like want to splurge on something beautiful, it is like a really yeah. embellished Can- headband is kind of a fun thing to do. Can you wear it again? Because like you can't wear a veil again. So True. like to me, like the cost of that, which is like basically just like tool seems like crazy. But I feel like you could wear a headband again. For sure. Right. For sure. And I, I, I wore like 11 years ago, I wore um, Jennifer Bear accessories. I bought them for my bridesmaids. Like it's so timeless and beautiful. I've worn them over and over again. Just, you know, so it depends on like how embellished it is, I guess, and how like um, willing you're you're uh you are to to wear those things afterwards but i do think it's like a fun little investment piece that uh is like jewelry interesting i'm i'm telling you i i like that because you also it's an investment piece and you can also kind of pass it down i feel like if it's a nice yeah. piece like you'd pass it down to your daughters or your granddaughters that's or whatever, such a so. nice idea i love that yeah. there, you know what the other thing that i kind of love this trend of um you know, every, a lot of people pre-pandemic when, you know, you're planning a huge weddings and you're doing all the things. And one of those things was getting a second wedding dress and, you know, wearing it at the party. But I do love the idea of doing like a second wedding style hairstyle um, if you aren't mm-hmm. doing a second dress. And that was something that uh, I had seen for the first time at my best friend's wedding in um, Jamaica because she knew that she wanted something really beautiful walking down the aisle, but then she knew she was going to be like in the humidity of Jamaica and like wanting to dance her butt off like the whole night. And she wanted something that felt a little more functional. Um, And so like, that's when she did like the cool ponytail and like, you know, fun, like party pony. That's a good idea. I love that. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Wait, that, that actually one of our most asked questions, which we'll get to audience questions in a little, but one of our most asked questions was like, will I get annoyed with my hair down the whole night? But then brides will be like, you know, I want my hair down and effortlessly curled and whatnot for the ceremony. So it's like you have that, you have that for the photos and then just have your hairstylist stay, pay them a little extra, have them do a fun, easy, quick party pony for the ceremony. I might be stealing Ooh, I that. love that. I hope you do. <laughs> I've heard of that for like rehearsal dinners. I feel like it looks really cool. Like the updo, like, um, mm-hmm. like, what is it? It's like a super high ponytail. Looks great. The party pony. Party pony. That's what you go. I think the that's the pony. term for it. <laughs> um, that's so interesting though that you're seeing those trends, the, like the the loose undone. I feel like that's I've I see that in everyday life. Like I I feel like our friends want that all the time. Are you seeing specific makeup trends? Well, this was interesting because I I do think it dep- This really does play into what size of wedding you're having because if you're having a bigger wedding where, um, you know, you are requiring people to mask and you're going to mask. And I think the go-to moment in terms of makeup is going to be something with your eyes. Cause like, that's where, you know, the focus is going to be and you want to do something yeah. special. So we're seeing a lot of, um, inspo taken from the queen's gambit with like cool eyeliner, like simple, but like that cool cat eye, um, just doing something that you feel comfortable with as a, whatever your style is of your wedding, that sort of like cat eye thing can play into this. 
obviously beautiful, um, like, I don't, not really like such a bold smoky eye, but like something that's more in that like bronzy tones, like that's always like a classic um, eye look for wedding. But then if you're having something that is small and, you know, you might not be masking, I think it is a moment where people are like, all right, I am so ready to wear lipstick again. I want like to go bold on my lips. I don't want to sort of be like my lips, but natural, you know, like sort of like a natural lip. Um, want, you know, maybe a red lip or just something that feels different. Um, and I, I do think like that is sort of where you do need to start. Like, is it going to be about your eye? Is it going to be about your lip? Because then the hair kind of like comes after that. If you're wearing a bold red lip, it is going, it sort of needs to go with like a more classic hair look. Cause it might feel a little off if you're doing you know, a bold red lip and like just totally undone hair. Like it might just kind of fight. So I think like kind of deciding what your, what your makeup look is going to be can help you determine uh, the hairstyle all in the, through the lens of your style and your own personal style with, uh, along with your weddings. Right. I, th- I feel like there's been so many brides that have been engaged, including myself for like ever at this point. And they're going to, I feel like we might see a lot of those bolder makeup looks, you know, the, the bold red lip and stuff because brides have been waiting forever. And they're probably like, you know, this is my day to shine and really make a statement. Let me go all out. But I agree. You do have to make sure it like works with the overall look. And it personally, if I had like a crazy embellished dress and whatnot, I wouldn't want like a big crazy hairdo and totally bold makeup all, you know like feeds into the beauty cycle it's like the dress helps you go here and then you go here it's like that like you know choose your own adventure each step of the way will help determine the next step but right, i think right. like skin, so in, you- skin in general is like such an important piece of all of this whether you know you're gonna go big on the eye you're gonna go big on the lip like the the skin element as a bride at least when i remember when i was a bride was just like planning for um this moment and and sort of backing out your timeline to make sure that like you're getting all your skin things in that you want so that when you you know wake up the day of your wedding you can have skin that is as close to sort of like you know perfect as you can get it and then the rest of it comes with the makeup right so like um i can remember you know for a lot of brides like the first time they ever you know, consider Botox is like right before their wedding. If, especially like if you're a late bride, like I was in, I was a bride, like later in my life, um, in my thirties. So I had been doing Botox like already. And so it was just like par for the course, but then I had added in like these monthly peel slash like mild laser so that like each month I was kind of like getting rid of all the gunk and my, you know, sort of smoothing my face Mm -hmm. along or smoothing my skin along the way. And, um, you know, those types of investments are things that a lot of people used to do. And so it's much harder right now to do that. Um, obviously dermatologist office are open and people are getting things done. Um, but some people are just not comfortable with going into the doctor's office right now. And so that has become a definite challenge, I think for people, although there are amazing products that can, that can do great things too. Right. It kind of feels like your wedding is like 
the time, like, it's kind of like, it feels like the last call for like anything you've ever wanted to fix about like your face or your body or anything. It does kind of feel like, well, it's not like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it for this event when like, you know what I mean? Like everyone, I single person I know and care about is going to be there. There's going to be professional photographers. It's like, if there's something I've thought about fixing even a little bit, like I'm either going to do it now or I'm just never going to do it. I recently, um, like, uh, had a consult for like Invisalign, um, which is something I'm not like so intense about, but I feel like it's the kind of thing where I'm like, it's kind of bothered me. Like my, like, you know what I mean? Like some of my teeth have kind of bothered me for my, like thought about it on and off, but then it's kind of like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it now. I feel like a lot of people have that mentality about, um, things like Botox or things like any sort of like beauty treatment. It's like, if I wanted to do it, now's the yes. time. Teeth whitening. I mean, oh my God, like how many people like teeth whitening is just like mm-hmm. something. Also another great thing you can do at home. Cause like, I think white strips are just so effective, but you know, if you want to do it quick and, and in one shot, you go and get the teeth whitening done. So I agree. So agree with you. Right. It's like, you're going to just do it and then you might right. never do it again, but like it's done and you had it for your moment. <laughs> exactly. It's become like a part of the the wedding, the overall wedge, wedding budget. Like you put a budget aside for well, all the, wedge, the beauty stuff. I love that. <laughs> I, it was an error, but honestly, maybe we'll keep that. For mm. That'll be a new term that we can add to the, the bridal I love it. dictionary. <laughs> the wedget. Um, but yeah, I mean, because this stuff, I, especially like the lead up stuff, like we just did an episode uh, that came out today, actually, with a dermatologist all diving deep into all the skin prep stuff. And like, you know, it, it is a expensive and it all adds up. But if you're a bride like me, you, you definitely want to do all of the things. Like I'm going to be trying, you know, eyelash extensions for the first time. Uh, I'm going to definitely get stuff injected in my face, all that stuff. So <laughs> There's no change. Just and say- just own it and it's all good. You'll be, you know, you'll be happy exactly. with, your, with the results and like you'll continue it or you won't. And it's totally fine. Um, the eyelash exactly. stuff is interesting because that the extensions weren't really around when when I was a bride, um, which I which is sad because they're so incredible uh, and they just make everything so much easier mm-hmm. like that day. But um, so I did like the glue falsies, which they're fine too. You know, they're tried and true and they've been around forever. But there's there's all kinds of things now, like these home. Have you guys heard of Lashify? <laughs> this is like no, it's that Lashify is it's like this little kit that comes with um these beautiful lashes, and there's like a um I don't know, they're like little tongs almost that you use to like dip them into the fuse, like the fusing gel, and then you it, it's it makes oh. the whole process of applying false lashes completely doable as a, as your own, as a human yourself. Like you don't need to rely on a makeup artist. And I find like, you know, for those for special events right now, where people who are doing their own makeup, I just find like, Mm -hmm. if you like false lashes, they're sort of really hard to put on yourself. You know, like if you're going to use glue, which you really need to use on your wedding day, like you don't want to be like using a strip with that's like just adhesive. Like you want real glue on there. It can become a disaster doing it yourself. So Lashify has really simplified, I find has been like the simplest, easiest thing to do that look on your own. Um, But there's just so much, so many things for lashes. Um, And so you're going to do the the extensions, Nicole. That's so cool. I think so, but I definitely will have to look into lash. You said it's Lashify. Lashify. Yeah. 
I'll have to look into that for like the, like you said, like the pre-wedding events, like the rehearsal dinner, which I'm not hiring a makeup artist for that kind of stuff. I definitely will look into that. Yeah. I was um, just seeing it all over Instagram. Yeah. Like it was like, you know, once you get one ad served, it's like forever, you know, for yeah. the next two months oh, you God. get it. So. All beauty <laughs> stuff. And then you're like overwhelmed with too many options. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. You can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code brides20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code brides20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code brides20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Kind of going off of the makeup topic, we had a lot of questions from people being like, I'm going to have to wear this mask like through like up until the ceremony and then put it back on. What are your tips for like wearing makeup under a mask? Do we put on a special primer and how do we keep it on? Or do you just tell your makeup artist to like follow you around the whole night? I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? You know, definitely a primer. Like I, I even if you weren't masking, like a primer on your wedding day is just it's like table stakes in a way. Cause if you, you want something that's, you want your makeup to last all night long. It's the only way your makeup's not going to just disappear into your skin. So like you need the primer to kind of like set it all up, prop it up and let it like sit on top. And it's, and it holds, it's almost like a glue in a way, like it holds everything down um, so that it's less likely to migrate onto your mask or like on a tissue or whatever. So it's going to help everything stay put. Um, but then I think the, the best rule of thumb in a way is like use layers with your makeup. So like when you're going to apply your foundation, don't just use a liquid foundation, but like use a powder on top that kind of like locks that in. So that idea of using the cream or liquid first and then topping it with a powder is really helpful for a lot of steps. So, um, even with your blush, for example, if you put the cream blush down and then you just sort of like tap it on top with a similarly colored powder, it helps the blush stay put, um, which I actually, once I learned that tip, I use it like in my everyday life because I love blush so much. And I hate when it's like three o'clock and I go to the, you know, the look in the bathroom mirror and it's like faded already. So that does oh, seem to last. Yeah. It's a helpful, it's a helpful trick. So I would use like that, that double layer um, with foundation, with blush, um, even 
sometimes with um, highlighter because the cream highlighters are so great. They're like, you know, they're beautiful. They bounce the light. It's like perfect for pictures, Mm -hmm. but you do not want a cream highlighter like melting down or moving because I mean, we don't want anything melting. We don't want like a face coming off, right? Glitter, glitter face all over. So, you know, tapping it down with just a little bit of powder is like so helpful. And then I always loved this tip is um, using setting spray. Um, There's, there's so many different setting sprays. Uh, And, but if you make, if you use the spray and you sort of like go in an X shape, across your face and then you do a t-shape too it kind of gets it all over the place um and it so you do the x first and then you do a t and it gets like okay i'm literally for the listeners i'm like trying to do it right now with an imaginary spray bottle (laughs) um cool so if, if you're someone who's like doing your own makeup or your own hair rather your own hair for your um for let's say your rehearsal dinner even your wedding like what do you think are like the brands that you feel like would feel like most safe with for such a special occasion? Um, so I would say, oh gosh, I mean, everybody, there's just so many brands and there's so and many. Yeah. Obviously so this many is to say that anything you're not naming isn't great. Exactly. And what, your personal favorite. <laughs> so my personal favorite for primer is Smashbox. They've done, they've done primer for decades. They were doing primer before like anyone was doing primer. And so I trust their primers. They have like, one if you're you know oily and one if you're dry and it's just like they everything they offer a full menu for of primer so that to me is my go-to for um for for primer for foundation i you know it's it obviously depends on if you want that like perfect matte like airbrushed look if you do um i found that estee lauder double wear is the best. Like it is, it's waterproof for 24 hours. The stuff does not move. It truly gives your face. It looks exactly the texture of airbrushed makeup, which I think is, you know, airbrush makeup used to be like such a big thing. Like we had so many questions about really? airbrush makeup and if they should. Yeah. And I was like, I forgot that. Ex- I think I got it for prom in high school, but I honestly like don't remember what does that, even that being a thing. Airbrush. Yeah, they they just... physically bring a little uh, uh what's it, a machine, a tool, like almost like a spray and... tan for your yes. face. Yeah. Okay. Do we like that? What are our thoughts on that? So look, I mean, airbrush makeup was incredible before, in my opinion, before like super sensitive like HD lenses and like HD everything was the norm. Like because if right. if it does pick up. I think it picks up on camera sometimes. Like, you know, if, if, if there's like a demarcation line, like on your jaw, which is very easy to do with airbrush makeup, because it's like, you know, you're, you're spraying it. So if you don't have somebody that's super skilled, it can actually not look that great, particularly on film. And I just think now there's so many foundations that sort of offer that diffused and really flawless look that you don't even need it anymore. Right. Yep. If someone wanted to do their hair for like uh, on their own, like what do you think are the easiest or like the ones that you would feel confident in? I'm sure you wouldn't want to go for something too risky if you were doing it yourself. No, I mean, that, that's where I think the messy bun comes into play. Like it's, it is something that we right. all kind of have a, you know, you know, like the wrist action, you know what to do and you kind of can flip right. it. And I, I think with, with something like a messy bun, there's always 
cute things that you can do to it to make it feel special and not like the thing that you're wearing on, you know, a zoom call with your, with your team. So, you know, there's like little braids, like if you want to do a pretty braid down like the side of your head and then put it into the bun or, um, you know, going back to hair accessories, like putting like a really pretty, um, clip or something like with it. I think there, that is to me, the easiest thing that you could do. Now there's also, you know, if you're really good at, with a curling iron and, or like a curling wand, and you feel like super confident that you can pull off like loose waves or something like that, it, you know, go for it. It is tricky to maintain that for the whole night though. A down look is like, it looks so beautiful. It looks so pretty in pictures, but you know, when you're on like round, like hour three of dancing and you're like completely yeah. drenched in sweat, like the hair is not going to look so great. So you have to sort of think about that stuff. I guess if you're having a small intimate dinner though, you know, wearing your hair down is not a, is not a thing that you have to worry about too much. Right. I will say I've mastered the art of curling my hair or waving my hair with a straightener, which is uh, people ask, people think it's like a miracle that I can do that. It's, um, it's not as hard as you would think. Cause if I can do it, any of you can do it listening. Right. So do your own personal hair trial before I feel like you could just you yes. have to practice. Yes. yes. Or like get, get someone t- to do a Zoom with you and teach you how to do a couple things. And then you can do it on, on that day. You can practice it. That's a good idea. That's a really we good had, idea. We had, we had That's one how- of our, um, one of the girls on my team of brides is getting married and she did a virtual makeup session. The girl uh, from Blushington, those, the, the makeup bars um, in New York. And she taught her how to do her makeup and, you know, she bought the stuff and then, you know, she did it. And so it's, it's, it's definitely something that you can learn if you do a simple enough look. I mean, you're not going right. to, so if you're not super right. comfortable doing like a smoky eye, then like, just don't do that. Like do something else. Yeah. Do something you feel like you can do. Yeah. Well, I, I see that. Not, not a good time to experiment. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm picturing that going wrong. If I tried a big smoky eye. I could eye. never, ever um, do a smoky eye on myself. Like not even for like just going to the grocery tried. store. Like it's just never going to look good on me. Yeah. Nope. Got to hire a professional for that one. <laughs> kind of pivoting a bit we had a ton of questions around just like the etiquette behind all things beauty when it comes to your wedding day so first off who is expected to pay and I have some thoughts on this because I think it differs by area but in your thoughts who's expected to pay for you know the bridesmaids hair and makeup and the bride's hair and makeup and stuff oh it's so hard because it really I mean, obviously depends on your budget and how many people you have in your wedding. Um, I I sort of, it's definitely not a must pay for, you know, if you're a bride, you don't need to do it. It's a great Mm -hmm. gift though. Like it's a great um, little extra something for your, um, for your party. There's, you know, you, if you, if you don't pay for it, then you kind of can't really require people to go and do it professionally. Um, and so you do, right. I think, have to be prepared that somebody is going to have hair and makeup that maybe like you don't love, or you don't, you know, want, you wouldn't have picked out for them. And that I think is just something you have to be prepared for if you're not going to pay for it. Um, having 
paying for it allows you a little bit more control over like how everybody is going to shake out and look. Um, and for some right. people who want that, that's really important. And that should be go into the budget you were talking about, Nicole. <laughs> the budget. The budget. Yes. No. Yeah. That's, um, that's so interesting because I didn't know that like brides paying for bridesmaids hair and makeup was a, a, even a thing before. Like, I feel like the last couple years from this Betches Brides vertical, I've learned that, but um, I feel like it's very, it differs by like area. Like I'm from Maryland and I really don't think that's much of a thing, like the bride paying right. where I'm from. But then like the, all the Long Island brides I've met, not to stereotype you guys, Jordana, but no, I think it's, they've, yeah, I think it's very think, much like almost like as uh, it's as like niches, like a friend group. Like if it's like, it's kind of like if right. the first, you know what I mean? If the first, it, it, and it's so, I mean, at least it's this way with like my friends, it's kind of like whatever the first few brides do, everyone else just kind of like does that because that's what they're used like everything mm-hmm. i'm one of the i'm also like in my 30s so my one of the i'm one of the later brides in my friend group to get married and like most of the things i'm doing i'm doing not because like i've researched national trends i'm doing like you know what i mean like if my friends paid for for hair and makeup right. then like i'll probably do that too or like if my friends just paid for one or the other like you know what i mean like that's kind of the kind of thing but if my friends had never paid for mine i'd be like oh that's not a thing i wouldn't do it so i think it very much depends on like who's been there before you. And if you're the first, you're kind of kind of set the trend Yeah, in some ways. I agree. It's funny because we've also I've thought about it and I'm like, you know, the day of you're getting your bridesmaids gifts anyways, like would I rather just save I'll get them a robe or whatnot. So we all have matching getting ready outfits. But it's like instead of getting them like a bracelet or something random, I might just I think I might just pay for one or the other like hair or makeup. That way it's not me like breaking the bank on both things but it's just one um so yeah it's just always interesting to see what people think about that because I think it like you said it differs and and now especially there's just there's so many beauty professionals who are out of work um that I I and and we all know somebody who's like really great at makeup or really great at hair or you know your friends know somebody um that I think it's a great time to you know to to sort of help those people out in this moment. Um, And it's actually not, it's probably not going to cost like what it used to cost because it's just, you know, it's, it's not as um, if the demand is just, you know, not there and it is a good way to kind of like support the beauty community and have some, a little extra help like on the day of your wedding. For sure. I know people have this question a lot too. Like tipping is that like, what is that standard? Like, 20% 20% yeah. usually is what people do. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I kind of assume that, especially for hair and makeup, but I think a lot of people have that question. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. We get questions around like tipping vendors all the time, but especially for this stuff, do you have any tips for brides who are scheduling currently in the stages of looking for a hair and makeup uh, stylist and scheduling those trials? And how do you kind of like, do you prep for the trials? Do you you know, have to prep your hair at all. Um, any tips when starting this process? Yeah. I mean, I feel like Pinterest and Instagram are your best friends in this scenario. Like, uh, you, you want an inspo board for anything related to hair and makeup, because it's just, if you don't show somebody what you ideally want to, to look like on that day, you do risk, you know, 
you get one shot of it like that. You get one shot that day. You're not, you're on such a tight schedule. You're never going to be starting your makeup or your hair over, you know, for the most part, like you do, you want to be as clear with communication and that visual communication as possible. So I think having some kind of inspiration photos or a board of pictures to kind of help them understand what it is you're, you're going for is just, it's a must. Um, right. And then you want to obviously share those images with, you know, anybody who is going to be touching your skin or your hair that day. Um, I think whatever you can, if you can do some sort of trial, even if it is virtual, it's so worth it. Cause you can, that's your moment to work out those kinks. You know, it's the moment yeah. where you can say to the hairstylist, like, this is the look I want. And they can say, you can't do that with your hair texture. It, you're, if you, if we do that, you're going to risk it falling out in an hour, then you're going to, you know, I'm not going to be there to fix it. And, you know, you work all those kinks out. Um, and that is just, I think those are the three things I would say is like super important to test drive it. Also, I feel like you kind of said this, like communicating with them. It's super important to kind of just be direct with them too. Like I, I have this like complex where I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings ever. Um, but like, and I have an amazing hair person. We've done one trial literally forever ago before I had to postpone my wedding, but um, and she, I thought I wanted this like low bun up, messy updo thing. And she did it. And she's so talented. Like it came out amazing, but I was like, I don't love it on my head. And I, and I like the old Nicole would be like, Oh no, it's fine. It's great. Just do this. But then I ended up, I was like, it's not you, it's me. I don't want this hairstyle. So we're going to, you know, do another trial and work. And, and I think it's important to like, tell, you know, you're paying them. So be honest with them and tell them what you like and don't like so that you can get to, you know, the end result. I would also add to like, really be honest about what your own challenges are with your hair and your skin. Because, you know, if, if they don't know you and they're only seeing your skin or your hair as it is the day they meet you for the, um, for the trial, they might not know that you have really oily skin and that at, you know, like three hours into your wedding day, you're going to have, you know, shine issues that you don't personally want to see in photos, right? Like, you know, I love shiny skin. And so like, I, I think it's beautiful, but um, some people w- want a matte look. And if you have really oily skin or you have really dry skin that, you know, three hours in is going to, your makeup's going to like look cakey and in, into different, cre- you know, creases. Like you have to be super communicative about what your cha- own challenges are so that they can figure out the solution for you. Because this is a, you know, it's, right. a, it's like some, in some cases, like eight to 10 hours that you're going to be wearing that look, you need it to last. It's the longest that you're ever going to probably ever need your makeup to last equivalent to like the way somebody is on set, like filming a movie and they have a, makeup artist and a hair person who's going to be coming up to them, you know, every couple of minutes or every couple of hours to like touch up. If you don't have the, mm-hmm. that team of people there with you, which most of us, you know, don't, then you really have to be proactive about um, troubleshooting that stuff in the beginning. 
Right, right. And I think, like you said, it, it's like you know your skin and hair the best. Like, make sure you are telling your pros for your hair and makeup artist that as well. Like those things about yourself that you know, like, like for example, myself, I I have like a big forehead. Some would say so like I, a girl. hairline that starts back, and I'm like, don't put me in like a slicked back look because from the side I look like a turtle. So <laughs> it's I will tell my hair person that. Um, and you know, they'll, they, I, I won't waste their time cause they won't be, you know, putting me up in a high slicked back ponytail exactly. or anything. So, yeah. So, um, we, this conversation has flown. <laughs> I feel like we have a thousand other questions, so we'll probably have to do an Instagram takeover thing with you and a bunch of other stuff uh. if you're down. <laughs> um, cause we literally just have so many questions, so little time. Um, but just kind of to wrap us up, are there any like, last beauty tips for brides or any like number one tip number one thing you would tell someone yeah Um, yeah so god this is there's so many things I just I think like so I look back on my wedding day and I remember being like I don't know. It was probably like nine o'clock at night. You know, I had been like dancing my butt off for like two hours already and realized like I hadn't even taken like a sip of water. Like I wasn't even, I, I had like, I wasn't even drinking champagne at that point. I was just having so much fun and I was so, so thirsty. And so I always tell people because like, you know, like being hydrated the night of your wedding is like, yes. it's a beauty tip too, because you, you, you know, you, you, it, it is so right. important to stay hydrated, um, the day of your wedding the and the night of. And so I always, am like, helps your skin. Yes, everything. Totally. So, um, I always tell everybody like drink water all day long and don't forget to drink it at night. Um, you know, you, and, and while you're at it, like make sure you eat your dinner because you've paid so much money for it and you need to, you know, be healthy for the night. So, um, that's my biggest thing. And also everyone forgets about this. Everyone packs in the handbag, like the lipstick that they use that their makeup artists put on it, but everyone forgets to pack chapstick. Like even if it's a teeny, teeny, tiny, like little thing of aquaphor, or like a sample of something you desperately need chapstick the day of your wedding and you yeah. forget to bring it and apply it. So I would say chapstick and water. Like those are my two things chapstick. that are so weird. Okay. Um, it's it's like you're going for a hike. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> totally. Like a camping trail mix. Trail mix. Hiking shoes. <laughs> Honestly, bring all sunscreen. Yes, bring your shoes. You got it all. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. I know those are weird, yeah. but I just, I do remember specifically oh, that's being issues for me the day of my wedding. <laughs> that's a great tip. Yeah. Thank you so much I, for coming on. Um, and again, yeah, we'll have to share more via like Instagram. Cause it seems like we, again, we didn't even really get fully in surface. Exactly. Oh, um, <laughs> and so where can our, um, where can our listeners find you? Um, I'm most active on Instagram, which is, um, at Leah wire. And, um, obviously we have so many tips on birdie and bride. So follow us. We have got lots of beauty stuff for you. Amazing. Okay. So thank you so much for being here. We will be right back with our happily ever after email for the week. Now it's time for our Happily Ever After segment. This week brought to you by Bride Bright.
Did you know that Bride Bright founders Erica and Ryan had a happily ever after of their own? They chose to launch their company, Bride Bright, together on their original May 2020 wedding date. From hashtag COVID bride to entrepreneur. Now that's one way to celebrate. In this segment, we give advice to our listeners about challenges they're facing in their relationships and how to overcome those challenges together for a happily ever after. And if you want to put extra sparkle into your happily ever after, be sure to check out Bride Bright for their easy and effective teeth whitening kit that will keep you smiling through it all. Here's our email for the week. Hi, friends. Long time, not even engaged listener, first time caller. When I saw your Instagram at the happily ever after segment, I knew this was my chance for some real advice. I'm 24 and my boyfriend is 25. I know, dangerously young. We've been together for five years and like everyone else who lives with the with their significant other during the pandemic, it feels like things are more serious than before. I'm not in any hurry to get married, but since we made it through a pandemic together and still love each other, I'm wondering how to bring up this topic of engagement slash marriage. His sister casually dropped a hint the other day saying, I don't know what your wedding will look like. And he said, we'll see. His family is super Catholic. So the fact that we live together and haven't even talked about engagement used to be an issue, but it isn't so much anymore. SOS help. The gist of this long email is how do I bring up engagement with my five-year boyfriend? Sincerely, not even engaged, Betch. You were engaged pretty young, right, Nicole? If How old was I? 26 when I got engaged? 27? Yeah, sort of. How okay. old is she? She's 24. She's okay. 24, and you guys were together, um, you guys were together for yeah. a long time, right? Similar, yes. And I... Uh, yeah. So using my own experience, I think I was the one. <laughs> I think I was the one, honestly. Like I, I'm more of thinking back. It definitely was me. Like I'm just, I don't, you know, he wasn't going to leave me if I brought it up or anything. So I was like, fuck it. Why not bring it up? Right. How did you bring um, it up? Do you remember? N- you know, honestly, I think I just, in a conversation about like the future, it was probably pivoting around like us moving and looking at apartments and whatnot I but I probably just brought it I I truly don't remember a specific time which means I probably brought it up kind of often (laughs) um so you weren't nervous at all to to bring it up right because we talked about the future it was kind of like we were already in that mutual like okay we're gonna get married mindset so it didn't feel weird bringing up which they've been together for five years and right they live together so i think it's safe for her to literally just be direct and bring it up whenever she wants what do you think but i have a question for you like if you were always in that minds like you were in that mindset from like the beginning of your relationship like how did you like or did it trend like do you know what I mean like <laughs> I think when you I think start maybe this living, is the, yeah maybe this is the difference between relationships that start in college and ones that start like more deeply yes. into adulthood so it's kind yes. of right is it just kind of like I, an expected thing I think yeah because we had started in college so like uh right after college I don't think we were like yep we're definitely gonna get married with each other I think like you know we graduated he graduated a little before me we made it through that year where we weren't together in college or where he was not in college I was I lived with girls after he lived with guys I think when we moved in together that's that's like when you're getting serious that's like you're giving this a shot you're trying it out it's still not definite like you could break up and Mm -hmm. not be together forever but I think if I had to put a pin in when it when I 
definitely had the conversation. It was like after probably a good year of living together and making it through, which she also says she made it through a pandemic. So literally, trust me, girl, you can put a ring on it now and be happy forever because if you can make it through the pandemic, you can make it through anything. That's true. I mean, the pandemic is more like not even like when you live together, you don't see each other as much as you do in the pandemic. The pandemic is like a 24-7 situation. Like most people go to work and come back. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, that's they're getting like the the living together experience times on steroids like they're I mean, if he was going to walk away, he would have done it because he's constantly there. So like, I mean, you guys are good. So how how would you how would you bring this up for her? Let's say they've never they just haven't talked about it. She's like nervous as you as someone in a similar situation. Like, how would you do it? I would probably at I would probably like make a nice dinner, sweeten, fatten him up first. No, I would. I, I would wait probably till he's like in a good over, mood. <laughs> yes, wait till he's. Yeah, no, for real. You always want to have a talk when the other, like a tough discussion when the other person's in a good mood. Totally. So I would um, pour pour that tall glass of wine, make a nice dinner, put on something sexy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but. I would, yeah, maybe over dinner and just be like, look, I, I do want to talk to you about something, um, you know, something important, our future. Um, I love you so much, blah, blah, blah. I know you love me too. I Here's some favorite things about you, X, Y, Z. Um, what are your thoughts on us taking this next step in our relationship, which is marriage? Engage him that way. Right. And if he's like, freaking out and like oh what why would you bring that up then then maybe you have some things to think about well i agree with what you're saying in terms of like the way he reacts to this conversation will be very telling um Mm -hmm. i would say i think that way is one way to do it i would say i think if i were going to do it i would make it almost like almost like a little less formal just like kind of trying to like because i feel like the and she's it doesn't even seem like she's so sure that she's like wants to get married immediately it seems like she just kind of wants to like like see how the idea kind of like sits with him or like see what he's thinking which i think is a much less stressful way to put it than like when like like i want to get married and like are you down because i don't even know if she's there yet i think i the way i would do it is do the same thing that you're talking about like wait till he's in a good mood and then i'd be like so like how old like at what point in a relationship do you feel like couples should take the next step like what are your thoughts Mm -hmm. on like when you'd want to get engaged, assuming like everything continues to go well. Obviously, like we've been living together in a pandemic. I think we've been doing really well. Like it's re- I feel really close right now. Like I've been thinking about our, like you said, like I've been thinking about our future, but I've also just think- been thinking about generally, like when do you see yourself getting married? And then you can sort of gauge with each other. Like, are you on totally different timelines or are you? Right. Um, and it's okay to not have the, if he's like, oh, like I didn't think I would get married before 27. Like, that's not necessarily like even a bad thing if you were like next year it's more just like is it is it something he's thought about now that he's thinking about it is it something that aligns with what you want and i think the real thing is like can you find somewhere in the middle of those two dates that kind of like mm-hmm. seems like the right fit for you and also like it's also okay if he's like i haven't really thought about it yet cuz then you can right. say okay just like this is something i was thinking about if you want to think about it like on your own that's totally fine this is what i'm thinking don't pressure him to like give you an immediate answer about when, when he wants to get married right? because it's totally possible and very fair that that's not something that he's like actively looking to do in the immediate future. 
but he could still mm-hmm. be like very happy with you and very much in love with you. So I would like make it very right. pressure free. Be like, this is what I'm thinking. I wanted to know what what you were thinking. And then like, let it marinate a little bit. And then you can circle back like if he doesn't bring it up, I would circle back. And again, like Nicole said, like if he's on a totally different page than you, you kind of want to know that earlier rather than later. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like you five years into a relationship is to me in my eyes, kind of late to almost be having this conversation. And I'm not sorry, listener. Like I'm not saying like you're behind, you're completely on track. You're right. so young. You have so much time, but I mean, I, I personally would have had this conversation and every relationship's different. Like I have friends that are getting engaged after two years of knowing each other to friends that are getting engaged. Like I was after seven years, like it's, it's all different, but I I think, like you said, you do want to get on the same page. This is something big. This, you know, kind of affects the life timeline. And I don't want to sound psycho. Like, you don't want to plan your whole life timeline out perfectly because it won't go that way. I think you just start with, like, gauging where someone feels like it. I agree five years is a long time. But if they've started dating in, like, college, I can sort of see how they're, like, they haven't really even been thinking about that. Taking their time. So I think it's okay if he hasn't thought about it. I don't think it's, like, most that it's, like, if you're a 26 year old guy who hasn't thought about getting married in the next year, like there's something wrong with you. Um, I think that you get a total, it's okay. I I wouldn't be, I wouldn't like judge him for not having thought about it, but I think it's totally fair for you to like, want to see where he's at. So again, if he gets like too angry or too like mad that you're bringing that up, I think that's a weird, that's a a sign that you want to look at. Totally. I agree. I think we helped not even engage Betch, right? I think we did. Keep writing in your happily ever after emails, your regular emails. Keep writing in Brides- to brides at betches.com. And that's it for this week's happily ever after brought to you by Bride Bright. Bride Bright knows that getting the perfect smile can be expensive, painful, sticky, or harmful for your enamel and gums. That's why Bride Bright is an effective, affordable, and sensitivity-free solution for at-home teeth whitening. It's the perfect way to whiten your teeth and keep you smiling. Their Bride Bright Wedding White Teeth Kit includes everything you need to do, do this from the comfort of your own home. With three brush-on whitening pens and a first-of-its-kind wireless dual blue slash red LED light mouthpiece to accelerate the whitening process. I love Bright Bride Bright. It's so easy to use. I love that it's like specifically tailored for brides and grooms everywhere. And they have their own groom kit. So you can like be like, oh, we're going to do this together. Especially if you like shadily love think it. that your fiance could use a little teeth whitening. You could be like, let's do this together. It's for brides and grooms, um, which is so fun. So check Bride Bright out on Instagram at Bride Bright. Uh, for teeth tips and more. And you can try Bride Bright for yourself by visiting bridebright.co and use code Betches for 40% off at checkout. That's huge. That's that's B-R-I-D-E-B-R-I-T-E dot C-O. That's C-O, not com. Uh, using code Betches for 40% off. Woo. We also have some exciting things. We can't say exactly what it is yet, but check out Betches.com tomorrow. You are going to be in for a very exciting surprise. We're really proud of everything that we have coming out tomorrow. So check out betches.com. We think you're going to really like it. It's um it's some some exciting new changes. Okay. Tomorrow, March 16th, betches.com. Check it out for a nice sweet surprise. And that's it for this week. Till death do us part. The Betches Brides podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Brides and send us your emails to brides at betches.com. Betches.